Well, hello, and welcome back to another podcast episode with Brittany Bundles. You are listening to the Brittany Bundles podcast, where we empower people through entrepreneurship. And today we have a very special guest with us by the name of Venetia. She is an entrepreneur. She owns a business by the name of Century Fragrant Oils. And she does offer uh, fragrant oils for men, women, and unisex. So before I share any more information about Venetia or her business, I do want to open up the podcast and introduce her or let her introduce herself and also her business. Uh, so hi, Venetia. How are you today? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm well, too. Thank you for asking. And I'm super excited to have you. Um, so I know that uh, I, I gave out your business name. Do you mind sharing uh, what your business does, who you are, and just a little bit of information regarding you and your, your journey. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, again, thank you for having me on the podcast. I think you're doing some great things. So I um, just wanted to mention that. <laughs> um, so again, my name is Venetia and um, I have Century Fragrant Oils or Century Perfume Oils. So we pretty much have um, fragrance oils inspired by designer and niche fragrances. So pretty much anything or almost anything that you might buy in a store, we have a, an oil-based version of that. Um, everything is pretty much available online through our e-commerce website, century.com. And um, we're constantly looking to add more fragrances um, for those of you who like to have a robust um, fragrance wardrobe. We wanna be your one-stop shop for that. Thank you. That sounds really good. Um, as far as the um, scents, now I do have to be honest, I am just now getting into the scent world. I know I'm late, um, but I don't have a favorite scent just yet. Um, but all of my friends and everyone that I speak to, they always rave about what their favorite scents are. Um, do you mind sharing with us what your favorite scent from your website is? Oh, wow. Um, so my favorite <laughs> scent <laughs> um, right now, it's probably, I kind of like the scents inspired by Tom Ford. I'm a big fan of the Tom Ford scents, but, um, and I'll get into that a little bit later because <laughs> that's actually how okay. they um, brought me to, um, to come up with Century. But right now to answer your question, I'm loving Tom Ford inspires um, Vanilla Fatale. Um, I just, it's got just enough vanilla in it. Um, and it's, it's a unisex fragrance, so men and women could wear it. But um, to me, I just kind of love how it makes me feel when I wear that one. So that's probably my favorite right now. Okay. And then for the, the uh, fragrances that you sell, I know you mentioned they're like oils. So like I said, I'm a little new to the fragrance world. Um, is that different? I'm, I'm assuming it is different. Is it like the roll-on type of fragrances or... Yes. Is it like, so it's the okay. roll on, they come in the um, roller, roller bottle. Um, so I have 10 millimeter, 10 millimeter roller bottles. That's about a third of an ounce. And then I've got one ounce roller bottles. Um, and also I have about a, a third of an ounce, 10 milliliters um, spray. So if you are a person who loves to have a spray instead of a roller bottle, then um, we can definitely support you there as well. The roller bottle is completely, it's, you know, a thicker oil-based fragrance. So it's, it's thicker. It's probably um, one would say it's a little bit more of a robust scent, um, but the spray for many people is going to be more convenient. You know, a lot of people like 
have spray and keep going. But either way, whichever your preference is, spray or just the roller bottle version, we can support you. We've got both for you. So would you say that the oils um, would probably be a little bit um, more, I don't know if, the, if I'm looking for strong to be the right word, but do you think that the oils last longer than the sprays typically? Yeah, most people feel that the um, the oil um, that's not the spray version, because they're both oil-based, they're both oils, um, but the okay. spray has a little bit uh, a different component that makes it um, um, come out through the atomizer versus just coming out through the roller bottle. So um, I just refer to them as roller balls or sprays, um, but it's essentially the same thing, except the spray has a, a little bit different um, chemical makeup that makes it come out the spray. So to answer your question, most people feel that the um, oils um, that's in the roller bottle does last longer because it's more concentrated, it's completely oil, and it doesn't have um, anything, any other chemicals to kind of thin it out, so to speak, to make it come through the atomizer, if that makes sense. So it's the same thing. Um, my sprays actually um, have about a 20 to 30% concentration of oil. Now, when you go to your department stores, um, most of those um, eau de toilette or perfumes, colognes, they have usually um, at most five percent concentration of actual fragrance and the rest of it is um, typically like filler so even if you get the spray for me even though there's that extra component to make it come out through the atomizer it's still more concentrated than what you can expect to get out of a department store well thank you for breaking that down that really sounds good um, so I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to uh, definitely start doing more research and get into the fragrant world. Um, yeah, but it definitely sounds so. like, <laughs> thank you. I would be open to it. Um, so yeah, I do want to switch gears just a little bit and learn more about your journey. I know you mentioned in the beginning of the, the episode that um, you wanted to share more information as far as what inspired you to get started. And that's just so intriguing. Everyone's inspiration and motivation for jumping into entrepreneurship is so different, um, but yet there's so many similarities. So if you don't mind um, sharing a little bit of, of yours, what, what inspired you to get started with this? Well, so I've been in the e-commerce world for a, a long time, but I'm one of those oh. people that definitely you know, kind of uh, always overthinking things. And I'll be completely honest, I didn't find, I didn't do anything that I loved um, so I didn't stick to any of my prior e-commerce ventures initially. And for me, because I also have a uh, more corporate type career, um, I wanted my e-commerce and my entrepreneurship journey to be something that I do actually love and kind of have a passion about versus it being um, a, a second part of, you know, a, a corporate type job. So um Long story short, um, I had a couple of different things that I tried. So, uh, you know, definitely had experience with Shopify and different um, e-commerce platforms. But again, like I say, I didn't love it. You know, I had a clothing boutique. I've had, I've sold scarves and accessories and that just didn't do it for me. But um, I, in my personal life, I've always loved fragrances. I've always loved perfumes, but it seems like I was forever on a journey to find the perfect scent for me. Like I didn't know enough about different scents and how they worked and everything. And 
for me, it was always, um, I was always looking for two components to the perfect scent for myself. And this is actually what I recommend to people if they're looking for something for themselves. Um, but the first thing that I was always looking for was um, how does that scent make me feel? Like, do I love the way it makes me feel? And as I wear it and the day progresses, do I still smell it? And you know how fragrances, they go through their different, um, you know, their opening notes. And then after you've worn it for a little while, it smells a little bit different. And then their um, base notes, that's what you're left with at the end. Like throughout that entire journey, are you still enjoying the fragrance? So that's important for me, for me to be able to enjoy it. The other thing is, do I get good feedback? <laughs> and that seemed like that was the part I was always struggling with because I'd find a scent that I love. But then when I go to work to like a nine to five and I get on the elevator and no one would ever say, oh, you smell amazing. <laughs> so I'm like, well, <laughs> this ain't it. You know, until I get that good feedback, then, you know, it's, it's not it for me. So for me, it's, very important that I get good feedback on it because that lets me know that to the outside world, that fragrance is um, meshing well with my natural body chemistry. So I've always kind of thought about those two things when I wear um, a fragrance. And um, so long story short, um, my countertop probably is most of us women was full of fragrances, just full of <laughs> all these perfumes that I would go into department stores, pay a lot of money for, and I'd use them and spray them a couple of times and never get back to them. And I'm like, there, got, there has to be a better way. You know, I was forever on this journey of looking for a signature scent. And that kind of led me to get into um, the fragrance oils. And I love it. And it is such... Um, a fulfilling thing for me um, right now when I'm so excited you know I've got some pretty loyal customers and it's so exciting for me because I actually learn a lot from them too but my own struggles with <laughs> finding the perfect scent is what led me here to um, Century Fragrant <laughs> Oils. <laughs> And I can definitely relate because like I mentioned I'm kind of new to the fragrance world. I had a poor experience as a child um, with different perfumes. I would go to church with my grandmother, um, as a lot of us listening may have, have done when we were younger. And I, oh my gosh, like I used to leave. I didn't have headaches that young, but my <laughs> nose would be on fire. I was like, grandma. And I, I, no offense if you're listening. I, I don't mean to offend you, grandma. I can say it now, but it just used to be a lot of different scents going on, you know, um, her scents, the, the, the usher scents, the choir yeah. scents. I'm like, I don't want any sense. If it's going to be like this, I'll just stay away from it. <laughs> right. No, I can relate to that also because I used to have this thing. And again, no offense, like you said, to anybody who wears this, but for me, it was like white diamonds. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it is. And no offense, right? I mean, some people like it, but it was just a lot. And I, and then I would have the, the cologne, you know, my, my dad would wear cologne and um, mm -hmm. he would spray it on my brothers. And I'm like, they'll run past me. I don't know what that is, but I said, I think there's a little too much going on. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I never wanted to be that person to offend anyone because I know how I felt being next to someone that was just, the smell was just overpowering. And I'm like, this is just, it, it's not it. So yeah. the fact that... <laughs> <laughs> I, I can totally relate to that as well. And that was always a kind, kind of a thing for me too. But on the flip side of it, um, I always felt like when you like 
sometimes men and women, I can be the first to admit that I've seen a a beautiful woman and, you know, stood next to her and she has on a a scent that compliments her look. And, and I'm like, man, you know, it just adds (laughs) to her and men too. And I think we can all attest to this. We've seen some handsome (laughs) dudes and then they have on this, (laughs) I don't know, you know, they'd have on whatever scent they like. And you just be like, oh, amazing. So I think, it might take some time and some effort, but <laughs> if you find a scent or a, a series of fragrances that complement you, it really kind of steps things up for you. And it, it makes you feel good, but it's also a treat for people around you. It can be a treat um, if you don't overdo it, like you said, because <laughs> I, can, I can support what you just said. If you use too much um, it, it definitely can be overpowering. And that's one of the reasons why I like the oils is because you apply those to the pulse points and you apply them as needed. And it's kind of hard to overdo it like some of us would with the spray. Um, so that that's why I like the roller bottles because you can kind of put it in those intimate areas. You can put it, you know, dab a little bit behind your ear and on your wrist and it's just enough. Um, I since I start really wearing the roller balls, I've never really have anybody commenting like, oh, it's overpowering. But I will admit, there's been times when I've tried to spray um, different fragrances, um, not necessarily mine, but just, you know, in my past life. And, you know, nobody would say it in particularly to me, but people would say, oh, you know, what's that, you know, I smell a lot of perfume and it's a lot of people nose, um, noses are very sensitive. So that's why I like the roller bottles. It's like you have a little bit more control over where exactly you want the fragrance to go. Well, that's good. So I'm going to start, I think we'll continue with roller bottles. Um, because I would, like you mentioned, I would, I would see, uh, you know, a woman that's put together and, and acts, you know, and, and smell good and say, you know, hey, well, what kind of scent is that? And then I would go to get the scent. And I had no idea that scent smelled different on different people. I mean, it makes sense. But I had no idea um, that, you know, I could wear a scent and it smelled completely different than someone else. I know you mentioned the, was it the high, high notes or high points of the fragrance? Yeah, and then you the have low- your opening notes and see that's um, what a lot of people like when you go to a department store and they say, oh, come here, you know, you're at the fragrance counter or the makeup counter and they spray it. What you're receiving right in that moment is the opening notes. But that's just the, the first 10, 15 minutes of the fragrance. But what you're left with after 30 minutes, an hour and even beyond that. Um, it, it's like a journey and you want to make sure that you still enjoy the fragrance as it goes through that journey. That's why I say for me, it's very important that throughout that entire journey, when you open it up um, and, and you get that opening scent through and then th- through the rest of the day, you're still enjoying that fragrance. Um, it, it's important because you don't want to, you know, an hour until it be like, this smells completely different and I want yes. it off of me. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes it takes a little, um, a little work. And like I say, for me, I'm always on the hunt for a um, signature fragrance in my mind, but many people, what I'm finding and, you know, not to switch gears, but I thought people like me would be my target audience, but there are so many other people who are really into the fragrance community and what they want is to have like a fragrance wardrobe and they have different fragrances that they wear for different occasions and, you know, just different whatever. 
and I'm more of a structured type person. I prefer one or two or three main things that I can go to, <laughs> but um, it, it can be such a treat if you have a collection um, of different fragrances that you just like outfits that you wear in different situations. And many people like to layer them and mix scents and you know, I haven't completely got into that because again, I'm super structured when it comes to picking out things, but um, it's just so much you can do with it. it it's, it's very fun. Wow, I'm excited to, to continue my journey because it, it definitely um, can be rewarding once you find that, that perfect scent, like you mentioned. Um, I did like something oh, yeah. that you just did when you mentioned that you thought initially your target audience was going to be people that were like you. Um, do you mind sharing with us uh, how you were able to find your target audience and uh, how you're able to network with people that aren't like you? Well, and that's an ongoing thing for me. So Century is just coming up on one year. So um, uh, Century hasn't been around for a super long time. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> excited about that. Um, but yeah, so it, it's still a um, very dynamic thing for me. It's not that was static and that I just stumbled, uh, you know, was able to find out. But um, as far as like when I started and I would do um, ads or, you know, try to target different uh, people, you know, I thought, okay, um, young women are, th this is who I'm going to want to target because they're going to be the ones who are interested in the fragrances. And as it turns out, it's been completely different. It's a little bit older than I initially thought men and women. And I have probably just as many men, if not slightly less, um, but I have more, way more men than I thought I would are very interested in my fragrance oils. And they are a little bit older, like in the, I would say most of them are in the 30 and up range. I thought that I would be able to um, push my product to, young women in their 20s and that's pretty much not how it's been for me so the way that I found that out pretty much was just looking at my stats through everything on a continuous basis and just trial and error um, I wish I had an answer but I don't um, and like I say it's something that I'm still trying to fine-tune as I go um, and that's okay for me, you know, um, I don't mind, like I say, I'm about a year in, and once I hit that really sweet spot, I think it's going to be um, even better, but for right now, it's, it's, it's about paying attention to all the analytics and the metrics that, that you can get your hands on, and just um, constantly refining. And that's amazing. It took me a while to um, even start paying attention to the analytics, but there are, there's some good information in the analytics that will definitely help your business grow and prepare you to uh, create a, a brighter plan uh, for your marketing and advertising structure. Do you find it easy or um, have you even, I don't want to say easy, do you find it, let's say challenging to um, promote on social media and actually secure sales or how have you been able to secure sales um, most efficiently for your business? So yeah, um, I, I do think it could be a little bit challenging at first to um, secure sales and um, speak to your audience on social media. So, um, and that's something that I'm constantly tweaking um, just like everything else. But my strategy pretty much is one to realize you can't be everywhere all the time. You can't be on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. You know, you need to decide <laughs> where you're gonna be and you need to show up there. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, 
Um, I'm mostly on Facebook because I feel that's where most of my target audience is. Um, one other thing that I've realized is that many people that visit my website, even if they don't make a purchase, they're, they're leaving their email address and they're leaving either their phone number and our email address. So my thing is to speak to those people, continue to engage those people because they've shown some interest. Um, so now I'm getting into email marketing a little bit more and text marketing just saying, hey, you know, I'm having a sale and that seems to go over well with people also. So um, I'm for me, it's, it's pretty much Facebook. Um, I do send stuff to um, Instagram, but other than that, um, email and text marketing. I do plan to get into TikTok a little bit more just to see if I can reach that younger audience, but um, I don't have um, all of my ads and everything ready for TikTok yet. And when you mentioned TikTok, I just, my face just lit up because that's what I was working on. I'm trying to figure out the other day, I had my son come in. Uh, he's only 12. And I said, now, how do you do this? And he pulled up the TikTok videos and they look cool. And I tried to record myself, but I said, as far as adding the words in and then the music on top of it, and I... I don't know. I, I, I considered myself to be a little tech savvy at first, but then when I got into YouTube and saw all the different editing programs and now this TikTok, I said, maybe I, maybe I wasn't as, as good as I thought I was. But um, when, if you learn how to do TikTok before me, then reach out, please. And if I learn, then I'll send you some information. Hey, but man. I'm here for it because I agree. And it, it's taught me because I, I'm like you, I always felt like you know, you're kind of tech savvy and I'm a millennial <laughs> and I have a set of 17 year old twins and they won't even help me, but it's shown me like, you don't know what these kids are doing these, no. these days, Venetia. And I've recorded some TikTok videos. And I'm like, girl, you look stupid. <laughs> so, but I'm working on it. At least I can say that I feel that I'm not going to give up until I get to a place where I'm comfortable just because I don't want to feel defeated. But um, at the same time, if I run ads and it doesn't work out, I'm at least I know that I tried. But like I said, so far, I know that my target audience, um, I kind of know where they hang out, the people like me. <laughs> well, that's good. And I know you mentioned ads. Have you tried ads with your business? Or are you more so on the side of, okay, I'm not really going to do Facebook ads and Instagram ads. I'm just going to uh, build my business through like email marketing, text marketing only and social media only yeah. without the ads. Um, I definitely have um, run ads and I, um, that's something that I continue to do. And, um, you know, I feel like I need to be better about updating my ads, but um, it's definitely something that um, I do for Facebook and sometimes Instagram. I, I just think you have to put in sometimes to get out. And I'm not even mm -hmm. saying I always put in that monetary part. You just have to put in the effort and, you know, try different things to see what works. Um, for me, sometimes the metrics say, oh, you know, you ran this ad and you didn't get many sales. And that could be discouraging, but people are looking at it. And it goes back to what I said earlier, you constantly have to show up, you know, there are studies that say you have to engage people five, six, seven times before they make a yes. purchase for you. So, you know, I just kind of make it a part of my budget. And um, the, the theme for me now is to just keep showing up, keep showing up and the people will come. Well, I like that. Keep showing up. That's definitely true in entrepreneurship. 
Um, and I like how you said it doesn't even have to be in the form of paying for ads or, um, you know, paying for, for any updates or uh, marketing for your business. But as long as you're there trying to put, put together a plan and constantly looking to build relationships with people, uh, the sales will definitely come. I know you mentioned that you have uh, twins. And I am so curious, I access to every, I try to access to every parent that comes on the podcast. How do you balance being an entrepreneur and also being a mom? How do you keep those? I guess, how do you keep your sanity in doing both? <laughs> well, I'm just going to keep it real. My answer is not um, real conventional. Okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I pretty much have to wing it a lot. And mm-hmm. um you know, try, it's something that I'm trying to get better with as far as planning and structure. Um, I feel that I'm a person that works pretty well under pressure um, and in a situation where I have to think quickly or, you know, uh, that kind of, that seems to activate something with me knowing that it has to be done now. So, um, and a lot of it, I'll be honest, it was starting out um, when the twins were very young, um, I had support system as far as like their dad and our parents and everything or whatever, but pretty much um, on a day-to-day basis, it was just me and them. And they've always gone to school and daycare. And I've always worked and had a full-time job. And for a lot of that, I've always, it seemed like it took me forever to finish school, but it, we were always doing something and we were always on the go. And a lot of times we just had to wing it. Um, and again, that's not a very conventional answer, but what it also translates is you just have to show up and be present mm-hmm. and, you know, keep moving and do what you can. And I feel like, um, God and the universe, which is God, <laughs> as long as you're showing up and you're doing the best that you can, things are going to work out, you know, be a decent human being and, you know, do what you can and do the best that you can. And a way will be made for you because I can tell you it was, there's been some very difficult times for me and the twins and they are 17 now. They're about to be 18 in about (laughs) three months. And I cannot believe it, but that we're here where we are, but um, it, you know, just keeping your sanity and trying to do things. I just, told myself just show up in the best form that you can um luckily you know god was (laughs) came through for me and we 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 made it um and we're i mean it's not like we made it and it's over now i mean but (laughs) we're we survived and i'm so grateful for it and you know the only thing i could tell anybody who um you know maybe have smaller children or who 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 feel in the burn right now is just to just hang in there and just know that it will get better but you just got to keep showing up and being present and just doing the best that you can um there's a lot of times I made bad mistakes and decisions and lots of times we struggled but you get through it so just show up do the best that you can do try to implement some structure um obviously it will help but um in the grand scheme of things, just, you know, just show up and be present, do the best you can, and things will tend to work themselves out. That's inspiring. Just do what you can do. do you, I used to always say, or my mom used to say, and now I say, um, you know, do what you can do. Do what you can do. Use what you have um, as resources and tools and continue moving forward. There's really no right or wrong way to um, be an entrepreneur. 
And I really um, admire, I know in the beginning of the podcast, you were mentioning that you also are in the corporate world. So you're working, you're a mother, and you're also an entrepreneur. Um, so that, that you have a lot, you have a lot of hats going on. How do you stay motivated with everything in your life? I know you mentioned winging it and showing up, but do you have um, anything that keeps you going? What, what keeps you showing up? Well, I know the type of um, life that I want to live and I know the type of um, legacy that I want. And, you know, it's not anything like I don't need to be popular. I don't need to be a person who's well known, (laughs) but I just want to kind of leave my little mark on the world and, um, you know, just show my kids and my family that, hey, you know, you can do something that you have not seen anyone in the close um, perimeter to you do before. And um, you can reach goals. And sometimes I think we grow up not, you know, seeing people on TV and seeing people who are not really close to us do things. And we question if we can really do them ourselves. So I just want my children and my family to know that, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You know, you just have to pursue it. And, you might not, you know, completely meet the goal, but maybe you will, who knows? So as far as that, you know, it's just, you know, trying to reach those goals. Um, It can be a little bit taxing. I can say that in working the corporate world, I've always felt like, um, I've always felt like that's been kind of a safety net And that's one thing that um, I'm not going to say I'm struggling, but I'm kind of wanting to venture out of maybe in the next three to five years, who knows, um, with, with the mindset shift of you can create your own, Venetia, you don't have to use this false or facade of a safety net of being in the corporate world. And I honestly wish that I would have really believed in myself a little bit more, um, maybe in my twenties or something, because now <laughs> I'm at, um, I'm at a um, salary wise, I don't make, I don't have a super high salary, but to replace what my salary is now, <laughs> it's much more than it would have been when I was 20. Okay. So <laughs> you, does, does that make sense? So I'm trying yeah, to, does, definitely like, does. Yes. I'm like, man, if I would have started when I was in my twenties, um, And, you know, now I could have been there, but now it's like, if I want to replace my salary, you know, it's going to be that much more work, but I'm really not even intimidated by that because I feel like in the grand scheme of things, it's still not that much. Again, it's big mindset set shift. And I think it's something that we all need to have sometimes is a mindset shift. So I'm here for it. Um, I'm willing to continue to work a corporate job, you know, for a while. Um, I don't have an end date that I'm trying to get to. I'm just really trying to get comfortable with that mindset shift. But I don't want to rush anything because, um, again, I do want to make sure that my quality and everything that I do to serve my customers at Century, I want it to stay there. So while I have the opportunity to have a career and a salary and I can try different things, like right now I'm kind of not struggling, but I'm trying different things with my um, unboxing, but my packaging and all these different things. So I have the opportunity to do that. And so I'm just not rushing anything. I'm trying to enjoy the ride, but um, 
it, it can definitely be a little bit <laughs> taxing, like you said, because there's so many things that's going on in life. But it's fine. Definitely. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely rewarding. And like you mentioned before, fulfilling. It's something that you actually tapped into that you enjoy doing. And that makes all the difference. Um, yes, definitely. I know you mentioned and you're, we were emailing back and forth and you, you put down the unboxing experience and then you just hinted a little bit about unboxing and different packaging options. Um, do you mind sharing how your unboxing and packaging experiences have been with your business? Well, that's, um, I thought I would, I've been thinking about it because I thought about going on social media, media and telling my customers, hey guys, I know sometimes I keep switching up things and we're switching up things, but we want you to have the best experience. But I say, you know what? I don't have to apologize for anything because one thing I can say is that I've always been committed to trying to make it the best that it can be with the resources that I have. And yes. I am a person, I live for getting a package. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> who sends it Amazon like I loved getting the Sephora play box when it was a, a thing I mean I just love getting stuff and it just I just light up when I get a package and then if it's packaged well that just adds to it so I want my customers to feel like um, because I, I do charge a little bit more for my products and services than what some um, some similar people may charge but I want my clients to feel like they get the best product and they have the best experience and we are a community and you know I, I want them to feel like they're getting all of that so right now um, I've tried some different things I've tried custom boxes um, right now I'm not doing custom boxes but I everything is pretty much custom packaging like my bottles um, have custom labels um, pretty much everything has, has Sentry on it. And I just want them to have a good experience. Um, so I always welcome feedback. Um, so far, my clients have said really good things. And um, I'm super proud of that. But again, I always want to make it better because I know in the beauty and um, beauty industry and us women, we just live for that. We just live for a good experience. Um, yeah. it, it's very important. I can definitely agree uh, with you there. Um, so you try different uh, packaging options and you also mentioned that you do like to keep a, a community within your, your, your customers and, and clients. And I do talk a lot about how it's important to build relationships and how email marketing and text marketing is uh, looked over unfortunately by a lot of newer entrepreneurs. Can you share with us some of uh, any tips that you may have as far as how you're able to get um, potential customers and clients to sign up for your newsletter as well as text marketing? Yeah, um, usually if you offer people something, um, a discount, um, if you were in the service industry, um, offer them tips. And that can be still held true. I mean, I know you've been doing this a lot longer than me and you do it well, but um, even in the industry where you have a product, um, you can still offer people tips. We have to constantly be serving our audience and we have to constantly be giving them something. Um, that's just the kind of world that we as consumers live in. We want to know what, what am I getting in return? So serve your audience, however that may be. Um, show up and um, people will give you that and 
it doesn't always um, translate to a sale immediately, but if you're building that relationship, they will eventually give you a try. They will try you out. And if you don't meet their expectations or you miss the mark, it's not the end of the world. Just be open to correcting it. Like for me, I have a no refund policy because of the hygienic nature of the product. Um, I'm not going to, you're, you're not going to return some oils to me and I'm not going to sell to somebody <laughs> else. We don't do that. But that doesn't mean that if you've got a bad experience and you reach out, you know, that I'm not going to give you a replacement or something, you know, I, I want to take care of you once you've become a client, I want you to have a good experience. So, um, because I know once you one, you've given me your email address. You know, that's something we hold near and dear to us <laughs> these days is we don't give everybody our email addresses like we used to because of spam and all of that. But once somebody give you that, you want to show them that you appreciate them by not spamming them and, you know, serving them by, hey, here's some tips or here's the discount. Um, usually when someone does places the order with me, I throw in at least one other sample. You know, it's just for me, it's all about serving that um, customer um, when they've shown interest in me. You know, someone, they may make an initial sale just to kind of test the waters and they may not spend very much, but I want them to still have a good experience, you know, because that's going to build the relationship for later on. So um, to answer your question about getting them providing that information, I just hold it very near and dear to me when someone does share that and show that interest and I want to serve them along that process or that funnel as much as I can. So you give me your email address. I want to give you a small discount or something that I can show appreciation to you. And then you make a purchase. I want to show up by giving you um, a good product and decent packaging and probably even a sample. And thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful for that. Um, <laughs> yes. And just keep serving as much as I can throughout that relationship. Well, great. I definitely think that that is needed um, to, like you mentioned, not just get that sale, but build that relationship and be able to be their point of contact and their resource. Um, because it definitely sounds like you know what you're talking about. I, mean, I know what, in the beginning of our podcast, when you mentioned the uh, high notes and low notes, I said, okay, all right. So she, she's in it because uh, you're explaining the difference between the oils and the sprays and um, you know how the scents, they, they change after a while. So um, I definitely can relate to building relationships and uh, just wanting to, to be there and show up like you mentioned. So I think you're doing a great job with that. I'm just oh, looking no, over. I can notes say here. that you do too, and you know, <laughs> well, and, you. Uh, it's very inspiring to you know to kind of um, encounter like-minded people again. That's why I'm so excited that you had me on because I can take a page from your book too, man. I'm like, <laughs> she's consistent. <laughs> well, thank you. I try to be. I try to be. No, you are. You're very. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I look like just reading over our notes. I, I know that you mentioned you do ship within the U.S and that you're going to be doing a few in-person selling events later this year. Um, do you have those events, uh, the names of them or the places that you'd like to share? That way, if we do have any listeners that want to continue following up with you, they can. Or should we look towards your social media for that information? Yeah, look towards my social media. Um, I do have one in-person event. Um, it's pretty much um, like a pop-up shop along with some other vendors. I've decided I'm gonna try to get my feet wet just by doing a little bit of this. 
um, my big thing has been e-commerce and which is still and always uh, plan for it to always be the main part of um, this this um, venture is e-commerce. But again, it doesn't hurt to try different things. Um, I'm a little bit intimidated <laughs> because um, it, it's going to be my first time really um, in person, um, you know, offering the product. But we just don't know enough about if it's a good thing or not a good thing to not do it. So that's definitely something um, I'm going to be trying. Um, and who knows, you know, you, you just never know where it's going to take you if there's a different audience that I can serve in person versus um, e-commerce only. Um, but yeah, just look to the social media for that. If, if there's anybody in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, um, I'm hoping to do um, at least two to three more events by the end of the year. That's kind of a personal goal. So we'll definitely let you guys know um, if you follow me. And you're at, uh, at My Body Oils on Facebook and Instagram. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think it's only natural. I can speak from my experience and other business owners that I work with to be a little um, maybe nervous or intimidated when you're trying something new, but I definitely think that you have it. So you'll be fine. I can feel it. You'll be fine. Thank um, you. <laughs> Me for a little boost of confidence because I'm like, girl, you got so much to do, but um, it's exciting. And, you know, it, it, that lets me know that I'm on the right track is that, you know, I'm interested. I'm completely invested in it. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your, your journey and about your business. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to close out with saying any advice or any information about your business? Maybe that we didn't touch on. I'll just open up the floor to you for the, the closing, closing words. Okay. Well, I don't really have anything profound <laughs> or amazing to say, but, um, you know, just where I am in the journey or whatever, I always feel like we should be, um, kind of reaching back to other people and, people also reach back to us like um listening to your podcast I know this has kind of been your thing for several years now so mm -hmm. you're serving us by you know providing tips and information on the podcast and on the YouTube channel so uh, you know I'm not at the level you are but I still feel that I can reach back and share something Definitely. and I, if, yeah. if nothing else I just want anybody who's starting out just to be encouraged and there's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises along the process but you just have to keep showing up and being there and for me personally I have a lot of paralysis analysis but the way you overcome that and overthinking things is just do something you know make it and then make it better that's why my 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 packaging and all of my stuff is constantly evolving because I don't, I'm not gonna let paralysis analysis <laughs> keep me I like from moving forward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> borrowed that from somebody <laughs> because it's a real, for me, it's a real thing and I will yes. be completely paralyzed by overthinking things. And the way you overcome that is just keep moving, just do the best that you can with what you've got and make it better, make it better as you can and you'll be fine. And it's, it's rewarding. It's not always easy. There's plenty of days you're going to be up late, but hang in there and it will be worth it in my opinion. Well, thank you. And I definitely agree with you there. If uh, any of you listening, if you'd like to keep up with Phoenicia, please uh, follow her on Facebook and Instagram at My Body Oils. 
And then also you mentioned your website. Do you mind um, sharing your website once more? Sure. It's www.century, that's S-C-E-N-T-R-I-E.com. So www.scentrie.com. Yes, the deep Southern accent. <laughs> well, I just moved down South. So I am, I am uh, learning. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say learning, but my ears are getting more, I guess, not so alert to the, the accent. I'm hearing everyone and everyone's coming to me like, you're not from here, are you? I said, well, how do you know that? So, but it's, it's the way that I talk. So yeah, I, my husband's from down South and he um, is saying, you know, we, we don't say pop down here. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I guess soda. Um, it's just, it's a, it's, it's a lie. I'm, I'm saying, go get the car. He said the buggy, I, I, I guess. So, oh, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a different fun. world down here, but you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. No, I'm loving it. Yeah. My dad said, uh, so you're not coming back to, to Michigan, are you? I said to visit, but I mean, the food, the weather, the people, I mean, I don't know. And again, for those listening in Michigan, you know, that's always my home, but yes. So the um, accent, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, my mom said, I think I sound, I hear your voice changing a little bit. I said, okay, mom, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to keep my Michigan accent with me as long as I can, but. Well, I think you have a pretty good neutral um, accent. Yeah, I Thank think so. You. That's so mom, the one thing listening. I, for, yeah, she, <laughs> coming from a Texan. Okay. <laughs> you have a good um, neutral accent. Because that's something I used to try to work on, but at this point, I'm like, look, this is me. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it, was so nice. it was a pleasure speaking with you. I thank you again for coming on the podcast. Um, for any of you listening, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, feel free to email me at btalks at yahoo.com. That's B-T-A-L-K-S at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you all on the next episode.